Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. You're listening to The Reinvention Project with Jim Rome Podcast. Welcome to episode 63 of The Reinvention Project with Jim Rome. What's cracking? How is everybody? And as always, thanks so much for making time for this pod and working it into your rotation. I know there are a million options and things that you could be consuming and doing with your time. So I really appreciate you dialing this pod in. So this week, I'm going to go solo because I have some thoughts. Thoughts about young people that are just beginning the rest of their lives, and thoughts about folks who are not so young who might want to think about how they can change the rest of their lives. Personally, both of these categories hit home with me. Number one, of course, I'm on a mission of reinvention and a personal resurrection, as you know. And secondly, and more importantly, my wife Janet and I have two sons that are graduating college and high school, respectively, in the coming months. Our oldest son, Jake, is graduating from the University of Wisconsin, and his younger brother, Logan, is graduating high school and has committed to the University of Colorado Boulder. So I thought that I would share parts of my story about how I went from a high school kid obsessed with sports, not really accepted by the cool kids, I know, Shocking, right? To somebody who showed up on a college campus, began thriving early in my fledgling media career, only to nearly flunk out of college, get back on track, have life punch me in the face, and abandon my biggest why of all, and nearly miss out on all of this because of a few poor choices and a lack of grit. Now, the entire story probably does not fit neatly into a single podcast episode, but I do want to share some stories and some strategies that work for me and could work for you as well, or your kids, or both. Again, the entire world has changed dramatically since I began my career some four decades ago, but some of these laws are universal and some of these strategies are timeless. This is part of my story and part of what worked for me and part of what did not work for me. Again, this next thought is not an original thought, but I was applying it long before i had ever heard anybody else actually state it. And I was doing it in high school, and I feel really strongly that the sooner you put this into play, the better your life will be, regardless of what you want your life to be. And if you didn't get to it early in life, that's okay too, because it's never too late. It involves three concepts. And while I never thought that I was really unique or extraordinary in any way at all, I felt that I did get some early separation and that I could nail the first two of these concepts and I already had begun shipping away at the third. These are the three things. Number one, who are you currently? Number two, who and what do you want to be ultimately? And number three, how are you going to get there? Believe this, I always knew that I was never the smartest or most talented person in any room I walked into or the best looking, or the best sounding, or the tallest, or the strongest. I really didn't have that one tangible thing that I did better than anybody else. I just didn't. But I knew that. 
And instead of letting it take me out of the game, I quickly converted that into fuel and a chip on my shoulder. I knew what I was and what I wasn't, and I realized I was going to have to pay a significant price in terms of grind and grit to overcome others who were clearly more gifted than I was. Secondly, and this is a huge deal because for many, it takes years to figure it out. Some people never actually do, but I knew from a very early age exactly what I wanted to do with my life. Become a professional athlete. That clearly was never going to happen. But as soon as I realized it, I immediately shifted gears and I became obsessed with finding a way to work in sports, the thing that I love most, and to become a sportscaster. Now, that was a huge edge for me because I flat out decided. I flat out became obsessed with this notion and I did so as early as high school. And by doing that and fixating constantly on it, I started to rewire my brain for it, and it actually became a part of my DNA. Which brings me to point number three. I had to design a plan and a program that I could execute on the daily that would bring this mission and obsession to fruition. You're not getting anywhere without a map, and I knew I couldn't just purchase a blueprint on how to achieve this life. Just as I knew there were no hacks, there were no shortcuts, and no magic pills. Only grind and grit and a belief in myself. So once again, you need to ask yourself three things. Who am I right now? Who do I want to be? And what do I have to do to become that person? And this is not some lame exercise where you pull out a workbook, scribble some notes, and then never look at it ever again. No, I was obsessed with those things. I obsessed over them every single day for hours at a time. This also was not some 15-minute meditation session where I locked in to start the day. Nothing wrong with that. But I'm saying I had an all-consuming obsession with those three questions. Who am I? Who do I want to be? And how am I going to get there? And if you're not obsessed with those things, you need to get obsessed with being obsessed. And if I sound like some neurotic kook, who needs to settle down, then you probably are not built for this life. Because every single successful person who has achieved anything significant that I've come across is built in a similar fashion and would tell you that's exactly why they are who and what they are. So I knew who I was. Some anonymous rando from the San Fernando Valley who really had no business thinking that he could have a career in radio and sports television because there was nothing significant different about me. Nothing to suggest that I could be that guy. But I did know who I wanted to be. And I knew that I wanted it very, very badly. And in terms of what program I would devise to get there, I didn't know exactly what it was at that time, but it was starting to take form already. So practically, here's what I did. I get to college, I check into the dorm, and then I go directly to the campus radio station at UC Santa Barbara. And then effectively, I never left. Not only did I love the grind, I loved how it made me feel. I was pursuing something I loved, making progress, and moving ahead of my peers. It was better than any drug that my peers were doing back at the dorms. And even then, it still wasn't enough. I wanted more. So I started to pursue internships to build my resume and the network of relationships that I was also looking to grow. As an example, 
I thought nothing of getting up at 4.15 a.m. to work for free at an internship at a local news talk station before hitting my morning classes at 9 a.m. Doing that didn't stress me out. But somebody else getting it and getting it in instead of me did stress me out. I was on a mission, and it was the healthiest kind of obsession there was. Until it wasn't. Remember when I told you I was not the smartest guy in the room? Well, pretty soon, I wasn't even in the room. I just stopped going to class because I decided in my infinite wisdom that I wasn't learning anything practical that would help me with my radio and TV career, and I just decided that my time was better spent at the station and with these internships. Now, keep in mind, back then, there was no internet Nothing online back in the day. So my physical report card gets sent home. My father, Jay, tough old Boston guy and a small business owner, fires it open and sees the following report card. D, 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 F, academic probation. He proceeds to call me up, rip me a new one, and the conversation goes like this. The hell are you doing up there? Because I know you're not studying, son. Well, I'm working, Dad. Where? The campus radio station. How many hours a week? I'd say about 40. How much are they paying you? Nothing. He pauses, and now Mount J is about to erupt. And he says, here's what you're going to do, son. You're going to hang up this phone and walk your ass right over to that radio station Quit and get your ass back into class and get your head on right. My response, no, sir, not an option. Now, saying no to my parents when they told me to do something was not the way that I was brought up. That simply did not fly ever in our house. So he gathers himself and says, I'm only going to say this one more time. You hang up this phone You quit the station. You get your crap together. I said, Dad, I simply cannot do that. And you know what? In fact, I'll just put myself through school. You know, like I roasted him or something. Like that was some dropped mic moment. His response was, and I quote, good. You do that. Click. And he hung up. And then my response was, oh, shit. Oh, yeah. You know I love that sound. That is actually my favorite sound. That is the sound of another sale on Shopify and the moment another business dream becomes a reality. I love Shopify. Shopify is the commerce platform revolutionizing millions of businesses worldwide. Regardless of what you're selling, whatever it is, Shopify covers every sales channel from an in-person POS system To an all-in-one e-commerce platform, it even lets you sell across social media marketplaces like TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. And Shopify is packed with industry-leading tools ready to ignite your growth. Shopify gives you complete control over your business and your brand without having to learn any new skills in design or code. It can do all of that for you. And thanks to 24-7 help and an extensive business course library, Shopify is there to support your success every single step of the way. 
I mean, this truly is an incredible product and proposition. See, what's incredible to me about Shopify is no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify is there to empower you with the confidence and control to revolutionize your business and take your business to the next level. So now it's your turn to get serious about selling. It's your turn to try Shopify today. This is Possibility, and it's powered by Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash Rome, all lowercase. Again, you want to go to shopify.com slash R-O-M-E to take your business to the next level right now. Shopify.com slash Rome, R-O-M-E. But again, I'm locked into this dream. I'm so obsessed with the mission. This is just part of it, right? Because, and this is key, this is key. At least at that point, I realized there was true separation in being willing to pay a price that nobody else was willing to pay, at least in the sense of going after a particular goal. My goal, becoming a sportscaster, my obsession, being that guy, the most important thing in my life. I was not going to take my eye off that prize. Come hell or high water, I was going to execute on that, even if it meant putting myself through school, which looking back was a pretty ridiculous notion. So I start to actually look for work. I interviewed at a stationery store. I took an interview at a car rental agency. All my friends thought I'd lost my mind. But then again, they already thought that I was a bit of a kook for already being maniacally obsessed when I could have been out partying with the rest of them. So then my dad, Jay, he calls me a few days later and says, you come home. You and I are going to have a little chat. So I make the drive 90 minutes south back to the valley, and he says to me, you have your entire life to work. Grow up, go to class, college is one of the best times of your life, and do what we sent you there to do. Get an education. Quit that radio station. So I say, you know what, Dad? You're right. You got it. We hug it out. I head back to Santa Barbara to quit the radio station. The hell I did. I was never going to quit the station. The hell if I was going to give back all those gains and go to the back of the line and start over. But I did formulate a plan on my way back to school. I'd keep grinding at the station, but I would sharpen my focus, step up my discipline, attack my studies as well so I could level up. Oh, and get the old man off my back, and make sure he didn't cut me off. So now I have two obsessions in my life. The only two things that I did, the two things that mattered most, station and library, station and library. I literally would go back and forth between the two all day long. And then the most amazing thing happened. I made Dean's List, straight A's. The old man sees the report card. He is ecstatic. He says, see, see, quitting the station was the smartest thing you ever did, son. And I'm like, right, right? No doubt, Pop, no doubt. Of course, I never quit the station, nor did I tell him. Now, I'm not saying it's okay to lie. It's not. And I'm not saying this to brag on myself, but here is what I do want to tell you. It was one of the happiest times of my entire life because I was doing everything I knew I was supposed to do and saying no to everything that would take me away from those two goals, 
moving ahead in my career, and killing it in the classroom. And because I committed to the grind, and I worked long hours, and I had the results to show for it, my confidence and my self-esteem were skyrocketing. In other words, do the freaking work. Put in the hours. Get the results. Move towards your vision of who and what you want to be. It was the definition of planning your work and working your plan. I felt like a million. I felt unstoppable. I was destroying the game. Until the game punched me in the face. And as it turns out, I had a glass jaw. Thought I was tough as hell, but one shot turned my lights out completely. So I'm nearing graduation. I'm on my seventh internship in three years. Seven. And it's at a commercial radio station in downtown Santa Barbara, not the campus station. And I'm on the air doing sports and some other things for the news director. And I'm there for nine months. Again, unpaid. The news director who loved me says, great news, dude. There is a paid position opening up for news anchor. It's your gig. You're ready. I've already recommended you to the owner of the station. You just need to cut a demo tape. I said, why? I've been on the air for months already. He said, I know, but that's how the owner is. It's a mere formality. Just knock out your demo and you're in. I said, great. I'm thinking, man, this is so awesome. All the hard work is paid off. I am going to be a paid on-air talent at a commercial station while still in college. Bam! Winning! I'm ecstatic. Until the old man who owns the station hears the demo tape, hates it, literally, and gives the gig to somebody who I assume hadn't even finished high school. I mean, I was incredulous. And the only thing worse than me getting jammed like that was my reaction to getting jammed like that. I quit. I quit. And not just the station, mind you, but the entire business. Like, I just abandoned the dream. Just like that. I had convinced myself that if this is what this business is about, and I have zero control of my destiny, I'm out. Because I already have a plan B, where I can control my destiny. And at this point, that early in my career... My career and my life spin out of control. I mean, what a horrible reaction to the first bit of adversity I had ever faced in business. Seriously, first lesson of life, never, ever quit. I mean, of course, course correct, but never, ever quit. Never abandon the fight, literally unless your life is at stake. And mine certainly was not. But like I said, I was not the smartest guy in the room. Everyone, especially young people who are super idealistic, or in my case, super naive, listen to me. Life is going to break your face. It's not a question of if, but a matter of when. I guarantee it. So you want to make sure you're ready when it happens. You want to make sure you either slip that punch or you roll with it. But most of all, you react and you respond. You don't quit. You don't quit get butt hurt, pull the victim card, and roll over like a punk, which is exactly what I did. I mean, holy crap. How obsessed 
could I really have been if I abandoned the obsession the first time I got punched in the mouth? If that's the mindset, you will never accomplish anything in any walk of life. So I walked. I walked into plan B, or so I thought. You see, plan B was the family business. My parents owned a company and a factory, and they were garment manufacturers, high-tech garments, laundry products, things like that. And they lived a really nice upper middle-class lifestyle, and they earned it. And I wanted that life. I wanted the nice house. I wanted the nice car. I wanted the nice vacations. So I convinced myself that that was my passion and my dream, which, of course, it wasn't. But I talked myself into it. And then I informed my father that I was out of the radio game and that I was coming to work for him. And he said once again, "Eh, wrong answer, Junior. I said, what? It's every father's dream to have their son follow in their footsteps and carry on their legacy. To which he said, "Eh, wrong again. Not this dad. I said, why? Why? I thought you'd be thrilled. He said, because you have never once shown any interest in this business growing up. Not once. So no, you can't work here. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Now remember, I had an enormous chip on my shoulder and I did have drive and I had a pretty large capacity for work. So over the next few months, I wear him down. I talk him into hiring me. And of course, it went horribly. Here's an example. Instead of giving me my own office up front, with him and my mother, who also ran the company. He made me go to the back of the warehouse, start at the very bottom, and learn the business from the ground up. Because of course he did. And it was the right call. And then when he finally let me go out to actually sell on the streets, I was horrible at that. Because I never wanted that. He was right. I was never interested in the company or the product, just the paycheck and the life. I was so out of alignment, so off track, and most of all, most of all, so wrong for abandoning the dream. So this was the universe kicking my ass and curb stomping me. Predictably, my own father fires me because if there's one thing I've learned at the dinner table growing up, listening to him and my mother talk about their days, it's that business is business. He loved me, but I sucked at the job, so he fired me and then says, so what are you going to do now? And I tell him, I'm going to get a sales job, of course. Now he's beside himself. Here comes Mount Jay about to erupt again. He says to me, the hell is the matter with you? I just fired you because you cannot sell. And I say, ah, that's the thing, Dad. I can't sell the crap you manufacture, but I'll find a product that I do have a passion for. And of course, I want to prove him wrong. And I had a big-ass chip on my shoulder. He thinks I'm out of my mind. And I think that he doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. And I know I'm going to win. And from there, it just got worse. 
Much worse. Mad respect for people who cold call and prospect. I mean, I tried really hard. I really want to be good at it. I read every sales book there was. I was motivated, hungry. I was just horrible at it. I sold dictation equipment for 29 days. 29. I did not make a single sale. I quit that job when I cold called a telephone systems company. And this woman says to me, and I quote, you're obviously a bright young man, but you have no idea what you're doing. Me being me, I push back and I say, really? She says, come work for me. This is what I can do for you. So I'm naive as hell. She's older, experienced, and smart as hell. And of course, as raw and as green as I was, she turned me inside out, went with the hard clothes, and convinced me to quit the dictation equipment company. That company, of course, was enraged that I quit after 29 days. And then I tried selling telephone systems in an even worse territory. And I find out I'm just as bad at that. Actually, I'm worse. Now my life is spiraling. I am depressed. I'm a failure. I've got no direction, no purpose, no passion, no mission. And literally only two years earlier, everything was beautiful. And because of one ill-fated decision, an impulsive, weak-minded reaction to one bad break that really wasn't that bad, I am plummeting down this black hole in a free fall. So the woman who poached me from the other company says to me one day, you're not good at this. You're not a good salesperson. You don't act and flow and think like good salespeople do. It's just not your deal. You should be in radio. That's all you ever talk about anyway. Still being stubborn and not wanting to give in, I go back to my shit territory and I try to sell my Toshiba phone system. I get kicked out of another office building and after getting shit on by some other power-hungry receptionist, now I'm on the verge of a breakdown. I mean, literally, right? No cellular technology, so I find my way to a payphone. I call a guy that I used to work for at the local news talk station in Santa Barbara. I say, John, Jim Rome here. Like I was kind of a legend of sorts back in the day because I was such a kook about it all. So John, who always loved hearing from people that he trained, he was a mentor to so many. He's like, Rome, what's going on, my man? How you living? I said, John, this isn't funny. Like horribly. My life is out of control. Is there any work up there? He says, funny you should ask. I've got something, but it's not very much. I said, what is it? He says, my traffic reporter, who's a college kid, is going on vacation for a month. You can fill in for him. One month only, 30 hours a week, five bucks an hour, no benefits, and it's only one month. Then the kid gets his job back. I said, I'll take it. I tell my dad, he's like, what? How are you going to live in Santa Barbara on 150 bucks a week gross for 30 days? I said, I've got no idea, but I'm an absolute failure now. I am miserable. I should have never left radio in the first place, and this might be my only way back in. So I load up the car. I head back to Santa Barbara, not knowing what would happen, but relieved and pumped to be out of the sales game and back in the actual game. So I get up there. I attack every traffic report like my life is depending on it. 
I attack every day with the best attitude known to mankind, and I do whatever I can to stick with this new perspective of how jacked up the real world can be. When the 30 days were up, and keep in mind here, like I've pushed in every chip, right? When the 30 days were up, I had done enough to keep that gig. And then I start to build and parlay that into other work. But it was only because of that significant detour that I took. There were dark times, believe me. And for at least the next 10 years, I would flash back on Sunday nights to the terror of having to go into the office knowing I had no good sales leads or prospects and nothing on the board. But you bet your ass, when I got that second chance at the dream, I had a come-to-Jesus moment with myself. I negotiated the following with myself. The negotiation was there would be no negotiating going forward. Burn the freaking boats. There is no way off the island. You get there and you fight to the death to stay there, to stay in the game. And you do it honestly and ethically, but you get up and you go to battle every single day. And you fight for that dream every single day. And this time, if you get your ass kicked, you get up and you show up again. And you never, ever quit ever again. Because almost assuredly, you will not get a third shot. And then you've lost your passion and your mission and your dream because you did not have the balls or the grit and the toughness to pursue it. It's not for you to know how long it's going to take. That's not the way the universe works. So much of this is out of our control, but you can always control your reaction. And my initial reaction to adversity was terrible, but I went to school on that. So when I hit my next fork in the road, I was ready to once again push every chip to the center of the table and bet on myself when it could have cost me everything. Now, I want you to keep in mind these stories, these anecdotes, none of this even includes how I fought my way out of a small media market into a top 20 market on one of the biggest stations in the country. However, these were all lessons I learned that enabled me after years of trying to bust out of small market Santa Barbara and get to San Diego. So let me recap all of this, especially for those of you about to graduate and really for anybody who is struggling and wants to change their life. Number one, be brutally honest about who you actually are. Stop lying to yourself. You know who and what you are and why you're that way. But don't beat yourself up any longer because that's not helping. In fact, that's one of the biggest reasons you're still stuck and not making progress. Own it. Stop being a victim. Stop blaming everyone and everything else and be accountable for who you are right now. Next, decide exactly who and what you want to be. It may not come to you immediately, but unless you're willing to do that deep sort of introspection and that hard work on yourself, again, you will not see it clearly enough to execute the third part. And the third part, again, is developing a program that leads to you becoming that person and having the life you want. 
once you're clear, once you're really clear on who and what you want to be, the program falls into place because you'll know what thoughts and choices lead to the action that either move you closer to becoming this person or further back. So you have to be so clear on who and what you want to be, and then you have to be so tactical about developing a personal system and culture for implementing that. And then once you have that system, you need to be consistent within the system and with the choices and decisions you make. Otherwise, you will be out of alignment and out of whack and getting nowhere fast and feeling miserable about yourself. I know. I went down that road. I've been there. Can I tell you, there are still days, even today, where I feel like that. And most of all, learn to fight. I mean, literally, learn to fight and defend yourself. But learn to fight for life because life does not discriminate. Life does not care how good of a person you are. Life is schizo. Sometimes life is absolutely amazing, and sometimes in a blink of an eye, it'll sucker punch you. If you have to take a knee, fine, but always get up, always. Young people, I tell you this, this is why this old head is still in the game, because I learned a valuable lesson the one time I did quit, and then I made my, made my way back. What I learned is this, it's a war of attrition. I saw other more talented people than me give in when it didn't happen quickly enough for them and then they accepted positions and a life that they didn't want because they did not have the gumption to fight for the dream and I guarantee some of them looked at me when I did make it and they thought should have been me I was so much better than Rome and my response is you're right it could have been you and probably should have been you but it's not because you gave in. Folks, do not give in. Do not abandon the fight. Do not abandon the dream. Many times it really is will over skill. You need to develop the skills, but if you quit, and especially at the first sign of adversity, you could be the most skilled person ever and it will not matter. Decide, commit, and go all in on you because if you're not willing to bet on you, nobody else will either. Do the work, embrace the grind, embrace the suck. Because you know what's worse than the grind? You know what's worse than the suck? Regret, unfulfilled potential, knowing you were capable of so much more but didn't have the courage and discipline to go get it. So, go get it. As always, thanks so much for making time for this pod. If you could, could you do me a solid and hammer the subscribe button on the way out, leave a nice five-star review, and share this with anybody who you think might benefit from it. That would be just awesome, and thanks so much for doing it, and thank you for listening. I will see you next time right here on The Reinvention Project with Jim Rome. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.